Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Welcome to Kingdom Treasurers, the next webinar in our series. And today we are doing a, a webinar on digital transformation and technology for small businesses. Just a few house rules before we go on. If um, you have any questions, please put them in the chat and I'll pick them up from there. We will have questions and answers after the presentation. So without further ado, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you Mr. Sam Bode-Odiemi, who is going to take us through this session. Sam. Okay, um, good evening everyone. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, so today, as uh, Chineke just explained, the topic today is digital transformation and technical support for your business. And um, so we'll be talking about people, process, and technology, so to speak. Now, the, as we all know, IT is playing a very critical role um, in, this, in this day and age. Um, so some of the things that we will be talking about, I'll put them in uh, like a, a picture. So if you see that, that's the uh, applications and um, enterprise applications. We have so, uh, social media, security, uh, reputation, which is now very more more important than ever before. We have the internet. Uh, obviously, you have Google, Yahoo, Bing, and we have the cloud space. Okay. Now, here's a table of contents. Um, there's a lot to cover. Um, obviously, this is a very wide topic, uh, but I'll try and keep it uh, within the time frame. So this is a table of contents. I'll be talking about digital transformation is what the business goals are. Um, and then we'll talk of, talk, touch on all these areas, which is your lead generation platform and tools, your service operations and fulfillment tools, cloud data access, security and data protection, customer nurturing and retention, after service and customer maximization. And then we'll, we'll look at a case study for a law firm and how all these areas, all these things I've touched on, it's been applied to this law firm. And then we would go on the questions and answers from there. Okay. Now, what is digital transformation? Uh, digital transformation is the use of new, fast, and frequently changing digital technology to solve business problems, um, transforming processes that were non-digital or manual to digital processes. The key three key areas when it comes to digital transformation, um, you have people, you have processes, you have tools and technology. Because when people hear the word digital transformation, the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, it's all about um, technology. It's not just about technology. I mean, technology itself is use useless without the right people, without, without the right processes. So you need everything coming together, all these three areas, people, process, and the tools to really make your digital transformation or your, your business to transform properly in the 21st century. Okay, moving on swiftly. 
Now, as we know, the first question is, why are we running a business? I mean, unless you're running a charity organization, the, the primary objective of running a business is to turn a profit. I mean, there are other goals like uh, freedom, being your own boss, but ultimately it's about uh, a profit. And how do you turn a profit? One, you increase your business growth, you increase your revenue, and you reduce your cost. Now, the beauty, the beauty of technology itself and this whole landscape of um, digital transformation is that it can actually allow you to do all that. You can increase your growth, you can, you can increase your revenue and reduce your cost. And so when you're talking about business growth, you're talking about, we're looking at how do I get more customers? We know for a fact now that you can get more customers using social media, you can get more customers using the internet. And how do I increase the average transaction per, per customer? I want, I've got a customer, I need to sell to that customer more, more times than, than not. And that's when the whole idea of cross-sell, bomb-sell, and all these things actually comes into play. And how do you increase your revenue? So there's something called hyper-leverage marketing. And what that is, is like, okay, well, I'm already, I already have a shop front, or I have an office, which is physical, but really, I need to be selling online. I need my e-commerce store. I need my Facebook presence. And, you know, so that's what hyper-leverage marketing is. And you can sell on the phone, sell on the internet, sell in, in, in person. And all this is only possible if you've got a CRM system. And everything that I've talked about would increase your business growth and increase your revenue. But most importantly, also, you need to reduce your cost. And the way to reduce your cost is to automate a lot of things. So in a place where you have 10 or, 10 or 20 staffs doing the same thing for you, or it could be one, obviously, depending on the size of your business, you can actually replace that person with uh, automated systems. So you can reduce your cost. So actually, instead of employing five people, you don't even need to do that. Just get the right tools in place and you can reduce the cost, okay? So this is really the focus. And um, everything that we talk about in the digital transformation or anything to do with IT is really centered on the business goals. What is he actually doing to the, uh, to the bottom line of the business? So we now go straight into lead generation platforms. Now the lead generation platform just tells you, how do I get my customers in this uh, present day and age? especially post-COVID, we now see that without technology, most businesses have ignored the IT landscape, the internet landscape, the mobile application landscape. They're actually struggling in this, in this uh, season. So the lead generation platform and tools involves a number of different areas. And um, if you haven't re-engineered your business to start thinking in this direction, this is the time to do it, okay? There are a number of ways in which you can generate leads. People used to generate leads the old-fashioned way. So generating leads is how do I get customers? How do I get people to know about what I do? Uh, I'm sure before a lot of businesses would advertise in yellow pages, people would take out the, they would, they would look to the pages of yellow pages, look to the newspapers, look to loots, <laughs> loot back in the, in the days. But you, we can see all that is not applicable anymore. The first thing anyone would do if they're looking for 
a business, unless it's word of mouth or referral, is they will go online. They will search for you online. They will Google that business, okay? And whatever business comes up, it's the business they will do. It, it, that is the business they're likely to go with. So these are all the possible areas in which you can get your leads, your customers. Social media. Obviously, we know about Facebook. Almost everyone is on Facebook. LinkedIn is good for B2B. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We have SEO, which is search engine optimization, PPC, display ads, and press release. That's online press release, email marketing, and direct mail. So you can still use direct mail, but the, it's, it's called an integrated offline to online strategy where you actually put something in the post, but you direct them to a website so that they can complete the journey on the site. Okay, and so it's very important to get onto the internet the right way. Some of these things I've talk, talked about, search engine optimization, pay-per-click, social media marketing and display hub. Now there is an overlap between what technology does and what marketing does. Actually, you can't even survive now in this day and age in the marketing space without technology. So you need, you need your SEO, it's more long-term. It takes, it takes a bit of time to, to achieve the results that you want, but it's very important as well. Pay-per-click is where you actually, you get onto Google very fast. As long as you've got the money, uh, you can get onto the top of Google uh, today. Right, so that's PPC, and then obviously everyone is aware of social media. Uh, people post on social media, but you can also pay have a paid advert on social media, and display adverts. I'm sure you've seen it. Is where you visit a site, they drop a cookie on on your computer, and all of a sudden you start to see the brand everywhere. It's like the, the banners they they follow you all around. Basically, what they're trying to do is that they are bringing the product or services right in front of you. Okay, so there is something called UXO. Now UXO is your user's experience uh, optimization, which it's a derivation from SEO, okay? Now a content on, on, on Google or social media becomes more popular when people are engaging with the content. Right? Did they click on it? Did they read, read it? So that's why when you post on social media, one of the things you want people to do is to share that content, to like it, to, to put a comment on it. What that actually does, it, it, it spreads the, the information on the internet. One, Google loves it. Facebook loves it. Instagram loves it. It's, it just tells them that, wow, this content is really popular. And because of that, they will also help you spread the word. Right, so it's very important that when you actually post something online, it's, you even tell your friends, please like, like and share. Because once you do that, it will go into the network and then it will start to spread. Okay. Okay, so I, I talked about SEO. SEO is very important, without a doubt, which is your organic traffic. It takes a bit of time, but nonetheless, very important. These are all the tools um, I would send out these slides so you can look at all these tools. These tools are very important. Uh, your Google Analytics, Web Console, SEMrush, 
it's uh, you need that to to search for the keywords. The internet is keyword driven, um, so that would help you spy on your competitors as well. Look at what they're doing. Uber Suggest is also very very important. Um, SEO. So a number of these tools are very important for your SEO. So even if you're not in charge of your SEO and you have an agency or an SEO specialist, you can tell them, oh, have you used this tool? Have you, have you uh, considered some of these tools? Now you also have your social media tools. As you know, social media can be very daunting. Some people, and you should post on your social media blogs almost every day, almost uh, every day. But if you have the right tools, you can schedule all your posts. And some of these tools, Agora Plus, Social Pilots, Social Backers, Social Sprouts, and make all that possible. And that's, that's where you find some people, they're constantly posting on social media, but then you find, where have they got the time? They've, they've scheduled the post, and the post is just running automatically, okay? Now, we then move into service operations and fulfillment. Remember the first thing we talked about was we talked about lead generation. How do I get customers in this present day and age? It's very important. Now, if you don't have a presence on the internet, if you don't have a presence on social media, your lead generation strategy will be affected. And so that means getting customers will be very difficult unless you rely on word of mouth. But then again, you can't just rely on word of mouth these days because really the word of mouth is really on the internet. So it's very important that your SEO, PPC, social media, on the lead generation, you, you take it very seriously. And you probably have to go back to some of those tools. Now, service operations and fulfillment. Okay, now, this is, I'm sure you, some, some of these um, images you probably have seen. I know that a lot of people, a lot of you would know about MailChimp, WordPress, to build your sites, Amazon, AWS, Box, Dropbox. And so what I've got on the left, it, these are the things that would make your life easier as a business owner, the customer relationship management system. This is where your lead comes in. Remember when I talked about the lead generation? So lead comes in, but it needs to go into a CRM system. You have the enterprise resource planning, and this is where you're looking at things like your finance, your billing, uh, time management, and things like that. You have your human resource management, where depending on the size of your organization, you might have if a lead comes in, you might need to dele delegate, uh, assign it to someone else. And this is where your human resources comes in. Who is manning the telephone? Who is the, uh, who is the admin person? Who is the uh, technical person? Who is the ma marketing person? And you have your supply chain management system. You have your project management uh, solution. So this diagram as a whole just tells you all the different areas you should be looking at if you've not thought about it, right? Um, your data storage, your cloud-based solution. You don't have to use everything, obviously not, uh, but you just need to say, okay, well, what have I got for CRM system? What have I got for my finance and invoicing system? What, how am I managing my given resource? And you see, every successful business must have this service fulfillment and operational tools embedded in their operations. You know, gone were the days when you have to do everything uh, by paper. 
we're, we're talking about paperless offices, okay? And all these systems can allow you to achieve that. And the advantage of this, again, is that it would also help you reduce your costs, right? And double data entry, you don't have to put the data in twice. You put it once, you put it into your CRM system, and it can be available for invoicing or your supply chain management or your project management system. So one time to enter the data rather than put the data on paper, then we get back into the office and you transfer the data again. One, you're wasting time and uh, it can be expensive as well because you might have to get a data entry person to put the data into us. Now, we're now moving into cloud data access um, where this is obviously, this is obvious to everyone, but, but not everyone is doing it. First thing first, all your data, your files, your documents must be in the cloud. I know that there might be some concerns about security in the cloud, but uh, that's why you like have the likes of Amazon, uh, Azure, Google, they, they're trusted cloud providers. So if any of your documents or your data or anything that you need to operate your business is not in the cloud, this is the time to get it into the cloud. Why? Because once it's in the cloud, you'll be able to access that data anywhere, anytime, from any device. And that makes you operational, that helps your operational efficiency. It means you're flexible, it means your business is adaptable, and we're talking about business agility. It means I can go to the other end of the world and still run my business, right? So if your documents or your operations still relies you to get back into your office or get back in, get back home before you can do certain things, oh, well, that document, someone is requesting for a document or requesting for a particular file and you're telling them, oh, I need to get back into the office to, to send that document. I would say that is so yesterday, that's so yes, um, yet, uh, yesteryears. You don't want to be doing that anymore. You should be able to access your document on the fly. And so we've got something called SaaS, PaaS, infrastructure as a service. So software as a service, platform as a service, and infrastructure as a service. These are more technical details when you move into the cloud. For all intents and purposes, the software as a service, it's will be ideal. So most of the email system, Google is software as a service. A lot of the CRM system, they're software as a service. But obviously, if you now want to take it to another step by developing your own system, or you want your own proprietary systems, then you can be looking at a platform or infrastructure as a service. But for a small business owner, I would say software as a service would do, would, would be ideal. And, um, any of these uh, cloud providers, Google, Amazon, and Microsoft will do the job nicely. So if there's one thing that you need to leave uh, with today is that all my data must be, I must be able to push all my data, all my files into the cloud starting from today, really. So that's one thing that you need to do a, as soon as possible. So we, we talked about um, pushing your data into the cloud, but also one thing that is very important and why some people are a bit reluctant to do it is uh, around the concept of security, cybersecurity, data protection. 
but there are a few things that you can do. Um, as you can see in this place, data security is a process of protecting your files, database, and accounts on a network by adopting a set of control applications, techniques that identify the relative importance of the different data sets, their sensitivity, regulatory compliance, and then applying appropriate protection to, to, secure, to secure that data. Okay. So one of the policies, and, and obviously there's so many policies, but this policy, I'm sure a lot of us, a lot of the people on this call probably have heard of GDPR, right, and your data protection. So these are policies that have been set, Data Protection Act. These are policies that have been set by the government that every business really must uh, try to comply with. Now, the part where I've got the software, this is your part, where you're making sure that your computer has anti-malware, virus software, firewalls, web content filtering, so that it doesn't go to the wrong sites. And most importantly, you want strong passwords and multi-factor authentication. So multi-factor authentication just means that if someone wants to access any of your system, they need to do two or three things. One, your password. One thing that you own, which could be a device, and one thing that you are. So multi-factor authentication is password. So they can't get into the system. If, if they only have your password, they can't get into the system. They need your phone where that system will send a text message. I'm sure a lot of you have seen that, like a code back to the phone. Or what you have, what you are is your iris scanning or biometrics. So, and we see that too, that iPhone has, it has all the multi-factor authentication. So at least you need two. So don't just rely on passwords because really password can be compromised, however strong that password could be. So you need at least two. So if you're only, if you're only using passwords, you need a second factor authentication. Just make sure all your systems are secured. Okay, so we've talked about your lead generation. We've talked about service fulfillment and operational tools. We've talked about securing the data. So the next thing we want to talk about is customer nurturing and retention tools, okay? Now, with the customer nurturing and retention tools, if you have a good CRM system, not everybody that comes into your business will be a customer. And that is true. I've experienced that when someone tells me, oh, well, I need a mobile application. They told me about mobile application two years ago. And now they say, no, well, they need it now. But they're in my system, they're in my database. Occasionally we send them mails, we send them promotional stuff. But that's only possible because I've been able to put them into my system. So you must have a way to capture the data from your website. Now, if your website is designed in such a way that it's not capturing data, that is not good. And when I say capturing data, you need to, like a bribe, right? Ethical bribe. You give them something, that'll be a free report, free consultation, a discount voucher in exchange for their details, right? So once you have the details in, 
once you have the, de your, the details in your system, you can follow up with that because they might not be a customer today, but they can be a customer tomorrow, you know, and so it's very important. And one of the most difficult things running a business is actually getting customers. So once your lead generation strategy is fine, you're using the tools very well, you're servicing those customers very well. Some customers that will not turn into customers, their prospects, eventually they'll need to be customers. You need to nurture them. Okay. And that's where the landing page is very important. Now, there are different ways in which to achieve this, right? You need email autoresponders. You need a sales funnel, right? So that once they come into the funnel, you can begin to follow up with them. And so what I've got here is uh, MailChimp is very popular. A lot of people know MailChimp. Aweber, get response, send you, send me. These are all tools. If you don't have them now, you should at least have one of these things so that they can follow up with the customers. Automated. You know, you, you, you create a mail sequence. You spend time over the weekend, create a mail sequence. Once they come into that CRM system, that's it. It will just be sending them messages. And of course, you need to have an unsubscribe because some people will say, oh, well, they're not happy with the messages. Then on the bottom of the message, there's an unsubscribe link and they'll can unsubscribe themselves. There's so many SMS providers out there that you can use. But what I find is that Twilio is very good because Twilio can, can plug into your software. It can plug into your applications. It, they're just brilliant. But there's so many of them out there. You need SMS as well. You know, uh, people read their text messages. You know, once a text message comes in, people just take the phone and read the text message. So if you haven't incorporated SMS or text messaging or a form of uh, messaging, like WhatsApp messaging is good, business WhatsApp messaging. If you haven't incorporated any one of those, I, I, I strongly recommend that you need to have one of those integrated with your prospecting system. And so what I have here again is landing pages and funnel tools. Click funnels is very, very popular, but very expensive. Uh, if you're just starting out, I won't recommend because uh, it can be, it's, it's, it's expensive. You have Unbounce, you have ePages, WordPress, Optimize Press, that's free if you're using WordPress, and you have group pages, that's also free. So basically, what, what am I saying in nutshell is that if you look at this diagram, you can see all these people go, coming into a funnel, all these people coming into a funnel. So we've got how many people coming into a funnel? One, two, three, four, five. And at the end of the funnel, we have three people that eventually become customers. So that's the way it would be normally. You have prospects, and then some will fall by the wayside, and some will eventually would become customers. Now, the only way to achieve this is if you have a good system in place, because really, as human beings, you can't be remembering. Obviously, you want your business to grow. How many names can you possibly remember? So you need all these tools. Make, and you need to make sure that some of these tools are uh, in your business. Or if they're not, you need to start thinking of ways to in, implement these tools in your business. Okay, so everybody has a phone. There is one thing when I'm leaving my home. If I leave my keys at home, I'm not going to turn back. If I leave my wallet at home, guess what? I'm not going to turn back. If I leave my phone at home, I am going to go back. Now, the reason why I would go back 
is that without the phone, all my means of communication, everything that I want to do, it just destabilizes me, you know? So the new form of viral marketing today, as we know, it's mobile and social media. Some people say, oh, well, they don't want to play on social media. Um, seriously, I don't like social media myself. But I was forced to go back onto social media when I realized the power and potential of social media. Especially if you're selling to business businesses, you can't do without LinkedIn. You need LinkedIn. And, he, and there's some certain jobs that maybe I prefer jobs that you want. Guess what? You need LinkedIn because they'll check you out on LinkedIn. And so social media is actually very important. And it's very important that your profile is consistent across all the platforms, right? Uh, it doesn't mean you have to post every time. I hardly post on Facebook, but I constantly post on Twitter. That's business reasons. And I post on LinkedIn. But I also post on Facebook, but things related to my businesses, okay? So what am I saying today? If you really want to stay competitive, if you have a retail business, if you have anything that you're selling stuff online, you need a mobile app or a mobile optimized website. One, because a mobile app, the advantage of a mobile app is this. You can, when someone has your mobile app, you have them in your pockets, right? And look, I look, I look at a lot of restaurants. They don't have a mobile app. And I'm thinking, you don't know what you're missing out on. Because if you don't have a mobile app, you're relying on people to come to you. Whereas if you had a mobile app, guess what? You can put your loyalty system in the mobile app. You can push out messages to them on the mobile app. You can list all your events. You can put all your videos. You can put all your, your, all your social media handles can be inside that mobile app. You see, mobile app is actually very, very important for lots of businesses. But the thing is, actually, they don't know that they, they don't even understand the importance of the mobile app. And again, what it does is customer engagement. Mobile app is one way. If you take social media, social media, you can engage with people, right? But also not everybody's on social media for one of the reasons I said earlier on. Some people don't just like playing on social media, but everybody has a mobile app. So, but now if you combine mobile app with social media, you have what is called, often described as a marketing on steroids. If you can combine it very well, that is your viral marketing, you know? And it's, it's very good for lead generation, it's good for lead, it's good, good for customer retention, right? And so going back on customer retention, you can see from this snap, uh, this, uh, um, it's, it's, it's some of these diagrams or pictures that you can use it, one, look at that, London Dental Clinic, time limited offer pushing out, push notification or text messaging to, to them. That's a barcode reader. You can use it to push out offers, coupons, reminders. You know, someone has booked an appointment. They've used your mobile app or you have uh, an SMS reminder system. You can use that to remind them again. But without the mobile app, where, how do you really get in touch with them? Are you going to send them a mail, an email? They might not read it, but text messaging, Within five minutes, I'm sure they're reading their messages. So it's very good for retention. So one thing that you need to think of is, am I using mobile effectively? 
And have I combined this mobile with social media so that I can maximize this thing called viral marketing, viral marketing strategies. So now we move on to after, after service and customer maximization tool. Now, this itself is very, very important because the thing is, and this is where we touch on the subject of reputation marketing, okay? Now, because a lot of things have actually moved online. People are searching for products and services online. And I'm sure a lot of us on this call, we've either we bought something on eBay or we bought something on Amazon. What's the first thing that we check if we're not sure about the product? We go and look at the reviews. We just go and read the reviews. And guess what? Depending on the reviews, we then decide whether we want to go ahead or not. I've decided against the product just because of bad review. But, and it turned out that the product was actually good, but they were not managing their, review, uh, their reputation very well. So one thing that you need to do, as soon as you provide the service, you follow up with the customer, get their testimonials, get their reviews, and guess what? Publish those reviews. Make sure they're in places that where people can see. I mean, I used Amazon, but not everyone is on Amazon. But Amazon has a clever way of doing it. But if you're providing a service, outside of Amazon, you're selling a product outside of Amazon, you need your own review marketing system. Now, there is something called reputation management and there is something called reputation marketing. Now, the difference between the two is that one, you're building your reputation, right? Once you built the reputation, you need to let other people know how good you are. Because reputation marketing is a one-to-many marketing strategy. Remember when someone leaves you a reputation online, leaves you a five-star review online. That review is for all the other people to see that review, right? And by that, it will attract them to you, it will attract them to your business. So if you're not actively checking your review or asking for review, there's one thing that you need to do now is go back to all the people that you've, uh, provided service, services to in the past, let them give you a review and market those reviews. Some of it might be anonymous. Some people don't like to put their names on anything for obvious reasons, but some, some people would, right? Um, I remember someone provided a cleaning services for me and I put, gave them a five-star review. And as soon as they got to, uh, someone called, called them because I actually gave them a five-star review. So when they got there and said, oh, well, do you know one Mr. Bodiademi? I said, yes. I, I gave them a good review, and that's why they decided to follow them as well. So your reputation is very important. Now, and it's something that you have to be proactive with, starting from, I would say, today or as soon as possible. Now, here's a question. If you're searching for a business online, right, who would you call first? Is it, so is it a business that has a five-star review? Is it a business that offers the cheapest service or a business that comes first in the, in the search results? Because remember what I said about lead generation. Lead generation is very important. But now what helps your lead generation is your reviews. Because if you come on the top of Google, right, and you have a bad reputation, guess what? That space is just wasted on Google. Right? People will not call you, okay? So 
According to the respondents, 55% will deal with people with five-star reviews. So that means that if your business comes in Google, right, and you're number five, and you have the best five-star review, guess what? You are going to get that call. I'm sure we all do the same. So you'll expect them to, because people will just read the review. This is an excellent company, this, and they're singing your praises. There's no need, because other people are endorsing you. When they endorse you, then definitely you will get the business. So you now see why it's now more important than ever before to do what? To step up on your reputation, especially post-COVID. Now, post-COVID, I can assure you and I can tell you that everything would, be, would start possibly online and possibly end up online as well in terms of I am searching for this business, I think they're good. And the next thing is, oh, they provided a bad service, I'm going to leave them a bad review. It hence there. And now, if for one reason or the other, you haven't stepped up on your review, uh, review uh, strategy, what you need to do is go back to all the reviews that they left for you, whether bad review or good review, you need to do what, respond back to all those reviews, okay? So let's move on to, and then you might say, oh, what has reviews, what has reputation marketing got to, what has reputation management got to do with technology? It has a lot to do with it. And I'll explain to you now, once we go into the next slide. So now, this, there's something called online reputation reports, okay? And, and that's the link to it. So we have a tool, we've actually built a tool, and it's an online reputation report. What it would do is that if you put your, and, and you, it's free, you don't have to pay for it. All you need is the business name and the phone number. As long as you're, uh, you're registered in Google, what it would do, it will pull all your reviews from all the different sites, Google, Bing, Yahoo, everywhere, Facebook, and it will aggregate it into a dashboard, as you can see, and it also has an explainer video, right? So remember what I was saying? Someone might say, okay, what has reputation got to do with technology? Now, technology is what actually makes this possible because it would go in, go to various sites, about 20 online directories, and get your reputation. It would even go as far as checking your social media branding. Like, okay, well, you have this branding on Facebook, your branding is inconsistent on Twitter, is inconsistent on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Because you see the powerful brands, right, what they do is that they have a consistent look and feel in all that they do. They have a consistent look and feel to everything that they do. So a Coca-Cola is a Coca-Cola. It doesn't really matter where you're looking at it. McDonald's is McDonald's. It doesn't matter if you go to their Instagram page or their Facebook page or whatever. So there's something called social cover. So you need to look at all your social media platform and make sure that there is consistent branding across all board. Okay. So that's the tool. You can, uh, I mean, this slide will be, will be sent out and you can click on it and you can check your reputation. It will put a score there and it will tell you areas that you need to improve on. Okay. Okay, so now we'll move on to uh, customer's lifetime value, okay? Now, customer's lifetime value is what that customer is worth to you over and over again. 
So the customer's lifetime value for a restaurant, even though you've attracted one person to the restaurant, might be initially might be 40 pounds. But if that person comes to your restaurant every week, every month, that person is actually worth a lot more money. Now, if we also take into consideration referral marketing, if I go into the restaurant, I'm happy. I'm just using restaurant because everybody knows restaurant, but there's so many businesses and this applies to all businesses. If I go into the restaurant, I like the restaurant and I keep going there every time, guess what I'll do? I'll bring my friends and guess what? They might bring their friends and by the time you know it, it becomes, it becomes the joint. But also if I go to that restaurant, if I'm not happy about their service, right? I would stop going. And also, I might influence my friends to stop going there. And that's why you find some businesses, they were doing very well, but all of a sudden, they, they got complacent and their business just, I mean, it just disappears. So these are some of the things that you start thinking of. Customer's lifetime value. This one customer is actually worth a lot. Not just that person, is the person that, the, that that one individual is connected to at least 250 people. So it's important that you think of a customer as a gold mine. Just one person is very important. And apart from that, with a customer and with the right level of technology, you can bomb sell. So bomb sell is when, oh, well, Mr. A likes um, assorted meat. Guess what? We can sell them uh, beef suya or something like that. You can bomb sell, you know. I mean, I just use restaurant because restaurant is common across board, okay? Now, let's look at a law firm, right? And how this digital transformation has transformed a law firm into a, paper, a paperless operation. No papers at all, okay? So we would look at the lead generation, we'll look at the service fulfillment, we'll look at the cloud strategy, we'll look at review marketing, and we'll look at all those points that I've touched on, and now we've applied it to a law firm. Right, even though I've gone from a restaurant and I've gone now into a law firm, which is a more a, a more learned uh, profession, right? But it's applicable. This thing is applicable across all businesses. I don't know if you can see this thing very well, but I would explain it uh, on the left, where you've got the traffic pipelines. So the traffic pipelines is your lead generation platform or tools. Remember what I said about the lead generation platform or tools. LinkedIn, social media, that's including Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, your SEO, your Google Maps, very important nowadays, content syndication, your blog post. All that, what it should do, it should drive a lead into your business, right? Remember what we talked about, the lead generation, SEO, PPC, and all that. So this law firm, what they've done before, they would normally rely on the word of mouth, but now they've moved their business online. And with COVID, guess what? It's not even more important than ever before to do this. So all their business is now is being generated online. When it gets into their system, this is the law firm. You can see where that arrow is pointing. That's the law firm. And then it then moves into the CRM system. Right, you can see that the lead is coming. The lead might come in as a SMS, a phone call, or a mail. It comes into the law firm now because they already have what is a case management system. A lot of law firms have a case management system, but the problem with their case management system is you couldn't out 
access it outside of the law firm, which defeats the purpose of this law firm, of this thing that we're talking about. So they have a case management system. From there, you can book, book a meeting instantly. And there's so many tools, Calendarly, so many tools that can help you book this, uh, book a meeting. Now, instead of telling their, their clients, send me this, send this document, they'll just say, okay, well, log on to the portal, upload all your documents, and we take it from there. In some cases, once you've uploaded all the documents, when they have the meeting, they will tell you to raise the documents and then they video call you with the documents. So there is no physical contact. It moves into a resource management. They allocate a solicitor. And if the solicitor needs to collaborate with other solicitors, this is where Zoom, Skype meetings, or Google Hangouts comes in. Then it goes into a workflow, time, time and expenses, they can bill you and you got the client's account. Now you can see in all these things now, there's no physical contact, right? Now, what, why this is also possible, this is the service and fulfillment tool, right? Now, it's also possible because of this thing here. They moved this operation into the cloud, so that means the solicitor or the law firm can access this thing if they're at home, in the office, whether they're on the road, from any device, anywhere, at any time. So remember what I was saying about move all your data into the cloud using maybe Amazon, Azure, Google Cloud. And with that, and they've got mobile apps, they've got tablets, and they can access this thing even if they decide that they want to go to the other side of the world or they have to fly out or go to a remote, a, a remote village in Africa or remote village in, in, in anywhere, in any part of the world, guess what? As long as there's an internet connection, they can run their operations. And now we then move into client nurturing and retention. Remember we talked about emails, newsletter, the social post and things like that. And then you saw that reputation marketing as well, that five-star uh, thing here, yeah, reputation, they request for their review. So if you're not requesting for your review, make sure you're requesting for it and you market that review as well. So everything that I've talked about from the beginning, right, we started with lead generation is here on the left. How do you get my leads? How do I get my customers in a fast and effective way, cost-effective way? Once the lead comes in, how does it get into my service fulfillment tool, which is this? How can I access all that information, and regardless of where I am, even in the remote, remote uh, village, this is where the cloud data access is. And of course, everything, so, everything that ties everything together is security. And we talked about a strong password, multi-factor authentication. And then we talked about client nurturing and retention and um, reputation marketing. And that's it. So just in time. Thank you very much. So we've, we have got quite a few questions. Okay. So I'm just going to go straight to it. Okay. Um, first one is, what is the difference between Norton and McPhee? That's how you pronounce it. Do you need both? They're different brands. They do exactly the same thing. It's like saying, what's the difference between um, McDonald's and Burger King? But really, they play in the same space. Yeah. So you don't need both. I don't think you need both for what you really want to do. If you go for Norton, you don't need to go for the other one. I think okay. Okay. Okay, next question. Right. Email autoresponders, are they attached to your website? 
Yes, you can integrate them into your website. Yes, and you should. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If your business is in a country that doesn't have the equivalent of the UK GDPR, how does it affect how you conduct business with a UK-based with with UK-based customers? Hmm, that's that's a difficult one because really, for every business, any 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 business, not just in the UK, Europe as a whole, if you want to operate, you have to okay. be compliant. Yeah. Okay. Does a mobile app actually? mean creating an app that for example the customer has to download um so this is from someone who doesn't like to download many apps because a mobile app has to be downloaded doesn't it there are many variations of mobile apps there's some that are called web apps web mobile apps that actually doesn't require any downloads brilliant thank you very much thank you mr body i just want to remind you a few announcements our next webinar is on the 1st of August and it's all about branding. If you haven't already registered for that, you need to do so by going to www.jh7.uk forward slash kingdom treasurers. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that you have got something out of this. God bless you.